0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org told us. I'm going to start off with a story. I heard this from David Kaplan years ago. Literally, my first, my first hearing of this story was about 13 years ago. 13 years ago when I heard it from David. So he told over this story in one of his parashirah, and it was one of, the, one of my favorite stories of all time. It's a famous story now. Chatzko Levenshin was in a cab. Chatzko was in a cab, and the cab driver said, Oh, you're a rabbi. I want to tell you a story. In Israel, in Israel. He said, I want to tell you a story. So Chatzko sat down, and he said, All right, I don't want to hear. He said, Me and my friends, after we finished the army, we decided to go to a South American jungle. We went to the South American jungle, and as we were in the jungle, we were walking around, and then all of a sudden we heard a muffled scream. Heard a muffled scream. So we went over to the place and we saw a huge snake, an anaconda, was wrapped around one of our friends. One of the people there, wrapped around the entire way. He had What's his snake mouth right over there. It's an unbelievable story, right? Yeah, no, right, he, this is all. But it's just, just like that. This anaconda was all around him, all around him, right? So we tried but getting it off. We tried using a machete, but the, the anaconda's face was right around there. It was just too scary. We were scared of shooting it because we were afraid of hitting, hitting our friend. We didn't know what to do. So finally we saw that the guy was on his last breath. So he said, Dudu, say Kriyashma. Of course his name is Dudu. Well, what else would it be? He said, say Kriyashma. Say Kriyashma. So he yelled out loud, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lokenu, Hashem achod. And immediately, he turns back to Rav Chachol. he says, the cab driver turns to him, and he says, immediately the snake let go. The snake immediately let go of him, let go of him, and the snake went completely away. It just ran away. So he said, he turned to him and he said, you should listen to me, Rabbi. Listen to Rav Chachol. Listen to me. That man, he now lives in B' He now wears a frock. I'm Shabbos. He's Shomer Shabbos. He was there with Shuba And this man is completely from... So the looks at the cab driver and he says to the cab driver, he says, clearly, not wearing a kippo, not having anything on. And he's like, what happened to you? And he said, you don't understand. This didn't happen to me. It happened to him. It happened to him. So why, well, what does it have to do with me? So that's the idea. The idea is the following. There's a natural tendency to not attribute anything bad to myself. I didn't do anything wrong. There's another reason why something bad happened. I did everything that I could. So whatever I did was someone else's fault. There's someone else that did something. A guy came this week. He came really late to Seder. Came really late to Seder. I don't want to say who it is. I don't want to hear there. A guy came really late to Seder. And he said, I was on my way to Seder when I got pulled over I got pulled over by the cops right? I, got, I got pulled over by the cops so he immediately he turned to me and he's like I don't get it if I got pulled over by the cops I thought Shluka mitzvah ninizokin. if you're on the way to do a mitzvah you don't get damaged so how in the world did I get pulled over by a cop how, how could that have happened I'm on the way to do a mitzvah I'm looking at him I'm like can you not think of anything you've done wrong anything you've done wrong over the past couple weeks I mean, aside from the fact that you were late to Seder this morning, anyway, even if the cop wouldn't have pulled you over and you were going 60 to try to make it to say or someone on time, can you think of anything that you might have done wrong? Could you possibly attribute it over to there rather than say it's the Mitzvah's fault that I, was, that I got pulled over? And, like, if you can't think of anything, I'll tell you stuff. So. I'll tell you certain things that you could definitely use. You, you, but the way we think is you don't deserve the odish. We didn't do anything. You can't think of, a thing, think of a single thing that I did that would warrant anything that a country spoken could punish me for. That's the way we are. That epitomized Aesop. You couldn't describe Aesop better. Forget about Aesop being this, this, this virtuoso, this idea of a serial killer, serial rapist, serial the worst person in the world that you can ever imagine. He was a Roshishiva. He was a Rosh Yeshiva with a frock, with something wrong. There was just something in his head, something that he was off about. Aesop, Daska married someone, says the Shemishmuel. After he felt cheated from Yaakov, after Yaakov tricked him, After he tricked him, he dumped, after he took away his buckles, he then went and, go, went and got married to who? Yishmael's daughter. What should be? Let's think for a second. Someone has something bad happen to him. What you should have done is you should have said, "I'm oh, getting married." No, no, I It's exactly the point. What should he have done? Should have said to himself, "Maybe I'm doing something wrong." Maybe Yaakovino you is doing something right and I'm doing something wrong. Maybe there's something that happened, that I did something. He should look at himself and say, what did I do? But what did Esau do? He's incapable of doing it that. He looked at everyone else and blamed it on them. He said, my wives are the fault over here. My wives were the problem. If my wives wouldn't have blinded Yitzchak, then it wouldn't have ever happened. Yitzchak wouldn't have been able to see and everything was all good. See, why did he blame his wives? That's Esau's name. Esau's name means Nasa. He's already made. He's there. He's 100% perfect from the start. There's there's nothing else that he has to add on to. No need for self-improvement. There's no need for Musser. I am perfectly fine. I am Asaph. Asaph is a single actress, 376. Single Shalom. show up. He was at peace with himself. He had no problem with himself. Anything he did, he looked at himself and he said, that's the best thing I could have done. There's nothing else that I could have done any different. He looked at his life and he said, I was great. I was perfect. What did I do? What did I do? And when people told them, you realize you just raped a girl? He said, she had it coming. She shouldn't have acted that way. She shouldn't have been looking that way at me. It was that person. It was the other person that did something wrong, not me. That person I murdered, he did, he got me angry. It was his fault that that ended up happening. The problem was, said Asaph, I married the wrong people. Had I married, not a Benoskanan, had I married from the family, had I married from within the family, like Yako's going over from Rauchel, I'm going to Ishmael, if I would have married within my family, sort of, then everything would have been okay. I should go to Ba'at but here's the clincher. Notice, he didn't divorce his previous okay, fine, wives. He didn't divorce them. He didn't get rid of them. He said, listen, I want to add on somebody. He said to himself, it wasn't their rituals that bothered him. It wasn't their evilness. It was the fact that they didn't have yichos. It was the fact that they didn't have any lineage to, go, to brag of, any lineage to go with. And because of that, he said, I want to marry Machos just to be able to have good kids. For the kids to be down there from Yishmael, for everything to work that way. He completely missed the point. Totally missed the point. He saw what happened. He saw what the problem was. He saw what the issues were. And he completely and utterly missed the entire idea of what Yaakov, what Ritko was trying to tell him. What Rifko was trying to get at with him. Totally innocent. Yaakov, his name stands for the exact opposite. Yaakov's job is to treat himself as a heel. To look at himself as if he's absolutely nothing. As a simple man. The Ishtam. As being a little nobody. Even when Hashem told him he's Israel, he never lost the name Yaakov. Even when he's Yashar Kel, he fights with the Kaddish Barucho, and he's so straight, and he, everything he does is good, and everything he does is awesome, and he's this guy who does everything right, a Kaddish Barucho who still calls him Yaakov. He still thinks of himself as Yaakov. He looks at himself in his own eyes as Yaakov. That's the way to be. Not like of and think that you're done, but as a Yaakov and say, I always have something to do. There's always something I'm missing, always something that I messed up on. If something bad happens to me, it's because of me. Not because of him. Not because of him. It's because of me. Something that I did. There's work sure, in this week's Parsha. Jonas of of in Pasa Chautes said that there's five Averas that Esav did on that day where he sold his Bechorah for the lentils. Five things he did on that day. He murdered somebody that seems to be Nimrod. Why that's what like <laughs> like you would think. There's another, there's a revolving on that. We spoke it out last year. There's number two. He was also, he was over on Gili Arais. It seems that he was raped a Naramurasa. Raped a Naramurasa. He was Koper B'Eker. Did not believe in a Kaddish Baruch He was Koper B'Eker and worshipped the Vodah he was Kofar and Tchiyas HaMesim. He didn't believe that there was going to be a, a revival of the dead, a resuscitation of the dead. And number five, he was Mavaza the Bahora. He made fun of the Bahora status. I did. he did it all together. Now, out of those five, probably my top, I, I don't know, Kofar Baker, Kili Rice, Shrikus Zalman, the only one mentioned in the post is that he's Mavaz of the Bahora, Vayibaz of the None of them are mentioned in the post except that one. Isn't that, a, isn't that an unbelievable one? What in the world are we only mentioning that one for? That's the least sin that Esau did that day. Gosh, yeah. See the Surely big sin think. that he did. And then Colchain he did other things that were wrong. Thanks, you it was not see, the Puzzig actually get, gets around that problem. It says he gave him Lecham, and then afterward he sold the Bechorah. So you see that he did it legitimately, that there was nothing that any... You couldn't say, like, oh, he was an Ones because he was so starving and he was so hungry and everything like that. So he gave him dread for that. That's the idea. The Vayivah is the Bechorah. But still, if you had a choice, you should just say straight out, he didn't believe in God in that day. And that's why he went ahead and sold it. Not because Vayivah is the Bechorah, there's nothing. Just... Says straight up because he didn't believe in God that day, or because he killed someone that day, or something else. He killed someone. He killed one. He committed adultery that day. What else do you want to say, Rav Aaron Cutler? It's by the way, today is well, this today, not tonight, but today is Rav Aaron Cutler's Yotzah. Earlier today was Rav Aaron Cutler's He says it's not what people think. It's not what people think. Not that Esau had no idea what the B'chora was. Do you have any idea what the B'chora is? Do you have any idea what the Kadusha of the B'chora is? How Kaddusha B'chora is that the Gemara and says there's power to his spit. He has an ability to spit on something and heal people with his spit. I don't think I have no idea what that is. Esav not only did he know, not only did he know exactly what the b'chorah meant. He knew what the brachos meant. Do you have any idea what the problem? What's what's the idea of the brachos? When Yitzchok was going to bless them, and Esav is all excited about it, and he gets so angry he screams out Yitzchak to Aka Gidola Umaro. When he doesn't get the brachos, do you have any idea what he missed? So he didn't get a bracha. So what? And Yitzchok said, I have no bracha for you anymore. I have nothing. What do you mean you don't have a broker for me? Just give him a broker. It's Ace of New. Asa was not dumb. He said, Lama Ze li Whenever you say the word Ze, as in Ze li van Beyu, it means they're pointing at something. They're showing you this is exactly what it is. It means you know what it is. There's no doubt in your head what it is. Lama Ze li He pointed to the Bakorah and he said, I know what the Bakorah is. Why do I need this Bakorah? What's the point of me having this Bakorah? Asa knew there was a Koach there. We're still in Sar from Bayitak Tzalka Gedolomar. The fact that Asa screamed out loud. We're still in Gulz because of his scream. Do we know what it was Ace of New but here's the deal I know G.I. Joe just came out knowing is not half the battle knowing doesn't work as anything whatsoever knowing is one thing but if you can't stop yourself from doing what you know is wrong you've got nothing you've got nothing knowledge is one thing knowledge can take you so far but then there's a huge block there's a huge block in front of you you've got to jump over that block and just do it Esav knew he had an unbelievable his head. His head made it into Mar's Machpelah. His head made it in there. It was cut off by Husham Ben dun It rolled into Mar's Machpelah and it landed in Mar's Machpelah. And the Gemara says that Yaakov smiled when that happened. That he was happy that Esav's head was going to be inside there. But his body, his goof, his goof couldn't take it. His goof couldn't take what his head was telling him. His head was telling him he got to do this and he got to do that and there's these mitzvahs and that mitzvahs. And his body said, "Heck no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it." I'm not going to go ahead and give in to those things. I have Tivus, and I want to go ahead and have my Taivas. He was a prodigy. He was a genius. He was a Rosh hashifa. He was a London. He had everything. Yitzhak hey, Avina was not no, fooled. He was a genius. But he had Tivus. No, so, so... Listen to this. The Avne Nazar, this all the way through, telling over these types of stories. The Avne Nazar was once really sick, and he couldn't concentrate on his learning. Couldn't concentrate on his army. So he took out a science book. He wanted to look through the science book. And what he wanted to do was disprove the science of his day. That's what he was out to do. 1800s, he decided he was going to go through the science book and disprove all the different things that they were saying, all the different things. So he was going through it. But the Kutskarev walked in. The Kutskarev. Uh, the walked in, took one look at the Abnei Nazar, and said, what are you doing? The Abnei was all embarrassed. I mean, Nazar was we're talking about father not, uh, of the and Shmuel not just Stama, Stama yid, not Manazer Kuskarevi walks in and he looks at him and he says well, what are you doing? your mind already knows that's Shekhar and Ethel. your mind knows that there's lies in that safer, that the scientists are sometimes lying about certain things you're not going to disprove anything your body still wants it doesn't make a difference what your head does it's what you do the only thing that can improve your body is Gemara, Rashi Tosma is that a Kuskarev line? The a Kutzker line. It's the only thing you can do. Don't try disproving it from the outside by going ahead and saying, oh, here's how, why evolution doesn't work. Here's why the whole thing, Big Bang Theory is a lie. Here's why... Don't worry about that. Just learn. Just learn. That's a Kutzker's line. That's a little extreme. It's a very, very big extreme. Asov, he didn't have that bread. He didn't want to sit and learn. He understood things very quickly, but he hated Chazwin. He hated going over stuff that he's already done. And he hated it when people were slower than he was. And when he was in sheer, and Yaakov, you know, the Ishtam, went over things again and again and again, Asaph was ready to punch him in the face. He said, what's the problem? You didn't get it the first time? Asaph just got it. He was just in his head. He was a genius. A mad, mad genius. And he hated sheer. And he couldn't stand listening to people. And he couldn't stand anything else that was going on. That's what Shatnatal and Kalkam says the Kedushar ran. Explained by this Vasamis. Vasamis explains why is it called a Talmud Chacham? It's called a Chacham. He's a wise man. Talmud Chacham means you're willing to sit there and learn from your Chacham. Not to just have Chacham. Chachma is one thing. But to be a Talmud Chacham, to be able to learn from your Chacham, to be mashpia from those Chacham, to take away your Taivas, to be able to knock down those Taivas, because we all have them. It's not like you can live in this world and I have unbelievable Taivas. But eventually a Torah should be able to take it away. That's a Ben Torah. A Ben Torah that they call in Yeshiva. A person who's the Son of the Torah, who's willing to let the Torah fix himself? A guy came up to the Kutzkeravi. Another line from the Kutzker. This one's shorter though. Came up to the Kutzkeravi and said, "I finished all the Shas." Kutzkeravi said, "And what did Shas teach you? What did Shas teach you?" Oh, what's, it's just a line. In Hebrew, it sounds a lot better, by the way. We madeti kol ha-shas. and Kutzkeravi says, "Oma shas lo What did the Gemara teach you? What did you get out of it? You know, what's the? What? are you getting out of all of this? What's going on here? Asaf's head made it in. But his body didn't. But Yaakov, he knew, what he did was just sit and learn. And when he learned that he had to run away, what did he do? He ran to yeshiva for 14 years. We're not dealing with a normal person, 63 years of learning. You think that's enough for you to get married. But no, 14, not, not one year in Israel, not two years in Israel, not three years. It's not like Shana Dalit. 14 years before he was ready to go out and be with Lava. 14 years that, that's unbelievable. And yeshiva shendeva, when he's been learning for 63 years, he didn't go to Levin until 77. He didn't get married till 84. I mean, this is just, a, this is, it's beyond comprehension what Yaakovino was able to do. That's not normal. That's absolutely not normal. But that's what you have to do in order to live in yeshiva. With Torah, you can be a Yaakovino. If you don't have Torah, so what's going to happen? You're going to sell everything you have for a bowl of lentils. It's not lentils, it means olam hazeh for one ride on a roller coaster. For one idea of just the best fun that a person can have for one concert, you'll sell everything you got for a bowl of lentils. That's what it basically is, a bowl of lentils. As hungry as he was at that moment, it satisfied his hunger, it was the greatest taiva that he had at that moment, that's what it is. That's the idea behind it. Such a powerful, powerful, powerful Lord. That's Esau. It's not that Esau, we call him Esau of Russia. We call him Esau of Russia. Esau was a normal person. He was a normal Jew. He's a normal person. He just gave him to his divas too much. Yaakov Avinu wouldn't have been fooled by anybody else. All those things he did, the uh, Koper, amazing and the and this and that, and that, it was Heterim. Heterim. He was Mako. He was Mako on himself. You think I have tithes. I've got to give in to them once in a while. What's his problem? What is his problem? The Shamey of goes a little bit further. Everybody remember the question that he asked? The question he asked Yaakov What question did he ask Yakovino about the salt and the, the straw? How do you take mice off Tevin and Melus? What kind of a question is that? There's a concept of Iker and tuffle. Iker and tuffle. We all know the concept You make a broch on the Iker You don't make a bruch on the tuffle. Olam hazeh is the tuffle. Olam Haba is the Iker Right? B'nai is supposed to be the Iker The other nations of the world are supposed to be the tuffle. Everything has a purpose Six days of the week Shabbos is the Iker Six days of the week are tuffled to Shabbos it's all these types of ideas. Yaakov's spiritual pursuits and what he was supposed to do in the world, which he never ended up doing, which he wasn't allowed to do because the brachos ended up going to him, what he was supposed to do was the icker of the world. To keep the world running completely all the time. To make learning the Icar and to be, have the Torah of Akadosh Baruch number one beyond everything else. And Esau's material pursuits was supposed to be the couple. supposed to be secondary. Meaning Esau would only be able to work and only make money because Yaakov needed money. Because in order to live, Yaakov needed to survive based on Esav's money. That was the idea of the world up until Yaakov knew, got the brachos. Up until Yaakov knew, got the brachos. Where Yaakov would, wouldn't think of anything else. And all his children would not think about anything else. They'd be learning to work learn all day long. Well, Esav's kids, all they would do is work all day long. And that was the idea behind and it. And support them. And support them. And have to support them. And that's what, that was the idea behind it. That's what Yitzchak wanted in the first place. Says the Shemi Shemishmol, Esav couldn't be a tough one. He couldn't stand being secondary to anyone. Who's he to tell me what to do? He wanted to be the Iker. He gave money to yeshivas. The yeshiva had the name Aesop's yeshiva on top. It had yeshiva. He probably bought custom Torah and custom braces, gave it over to Yaakov and Yitzhak. I would assume that he did that. I can't imagine he would have done anything else. But Aesop went ahead and did it, but he couldn't stand being the second one. All it took, and this is all Esau needed to do to make it a different world than what we have today, is a simple realization. Sometimes we're not who we think we are. Sometimes we think we're better than we actually are. Sometimes we're tough to other people. We're secondary to other people, and other people should make the real decisions, and we're just tough. Aesop couldn't do it. Couldn't say it. He couldn't do it. The world's for me, said Esau. Look at the world. All the money that's there to make, it's for me. I can do it. And Yitzchok's idea, Yitzchok's idea of what I'm going to do in order to give him a barakah, was to convince him the Icar life is Yaakov Avinu's life. You're going to have all the good stuff in this world, but it's all for Yaakov. You give him a little bit of kedusha, your mashpia, a little bit of kedusha unto Esau, look what's going to happen. He'll do everything we want him to do. That's why there was no bracha for Yaakov Avinu. There was no barakah for him. He didn't call him. He didn't ask him to come in. There was no bracha for Yaakov. He didn't need a bracha. He didn't need a bracha of What did he need that for? It was all for Esau. Everything was for Esau. For him to know what to do with his bracha. For him to know what to do, and Esau was excited. For the first time, Yisra saw excitement in Esau's eyes. Esau was ready to do it. I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do, Dad. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to be that guy for Yaakov, you know. But Rivka poskened differently. Rivka saw that it's not going to work. Something's going to be wrong something's going to be wrong, that the realization is not there. Esau is never going to achieve perfection. There's no way for him to do it. There's no way that can happen. So now, it's all gone. It's completely gone. That world is gone. Now, Yaakovino is not allowed to just learn Torah. It's impossible. He has to be both. He's got to be this businessman, as well as being a person who has to learn. He's got to do both. He doesn't have a choice, because there's no Esau. Sure, there's Yisachar's rule in relationship. There's the concept of Yisachar's rule in relationship. But you see that it's not for all of Klai Yisrael. It's for individuals that can maybe do that. Individuals that are willing to be able to go ahead and be brothers with one another and be able to say that to one another. But it's not even a concept. It's not a clear concept for all of Klai Yisrael. It would have been had Esau said yes. It would have been. Esau would have been the Melech. He would have been David a Melech. He would have had his own meal, Malab HaMalka and Motzah Shabbos. would have had his own world. Everything would have been fine. But Yaakov would have been... The ikkar. And Asaph couldn't stand that. Couldn't stand it. That's his question. Melech and Tevin? Tevin is straw, it's tuffle to the ikkar, which is the wheat. Salt is always toughle. You can't think of a thing that's more toughle. Nobody eats just salt. Uh, weird people, but uh, nobody eats just salt. No, no, nobody takes that. You have to put it on something. You put it on something else. Something else is the ikker, and that's the toughle. Said Asaph, "How do you make something toughle into something that's an acre? How do you take meiser off of melach How do you make that into an acre? How do you do it? Just tell me what to do. I'll do everything. Said Asaf. Just tell me how to make myself into an ikker. Yaakov couldn't answer. Yitzhak I'm sorry, couldn't answer. There's no way. You're a tuffle. Just accept who you are. Just know what you're supposed to do. But Asa couldn't do that. He couldn't look up to anyone. His father was one thing, but he couldn't look up to Yaakov. There was no way he was going to look up to him. My younger brother? I can't, I can't do that. The lesson that we learn from here is that we always have to look at ourselves as tuffle to higher causes of claudiosol. To so the higher cause of claudiosol. Yes, you have a life. Yes, you have your das awesome. You have your own. Everything that happens in your life and you are number one. But you have to look at yourself as still tuffled to the aims of Claudius. What does Claudius Yisrael need for me to do? What does Bene Yisrael need for me to have happen? And you have to look at yourself that way. It might be better for me if I go and I sit and I learn all day long. Maybe better for me and I might get more on my if I go ahead and do that. I can't think that way. I have to think that there's a higher aim for me. I have to think that there's a bigger thing that Claudius Yisrael needs right now, and it's not for me to sit in my own and look in a corner and just do whatever I want. That's what a person has to do. However that is. That's the idea. That's the lesson from over there. But there's something else behind this question. Now we're going to put everything together. We started off with y- Asaf at the end of the parsha marrying Machalas. Such a strange thing. Marrying Machalas. Marrying Machalas past Yishmol. First of all, the name of Machalas is just a strange name. It means sickness. You don't get much better than that. There's a question where Yeshua lived Diskin, the Maril Diskin, when he was in Yerushalayim, they came up to him and asked him, how do you read the word? There's a kasha how to read the word Machalas. Is it Machalas with a patach? Or is it, mochalas. Mochalas, with the comats. The so Gasha had to read it. And he said it's totally in a medrash. In a medrash. It's a question whether Yishmal did shuva. If he did shuva, then Hashem was mochal him for all of his sins. If he was mochal, if he was forgiven, then the name of his daughter was mochalas, with the komats. But if he never really did shuva, or if the shuva wasn't fully accepted, or he did things wrong, then he a patak underneath. It's machalas as in a sickness. As in something wrong. I'm sorry, Yishmael. Her father. Well, I said, at the end of the day, it seems that he did. From the end of when they buried the Avinu, Rashi says that Yisshumol did tshuva. But it's totally in a medrash. There's two medrashim. One says that he did tshuva. One says that he didn't. And that difference is the difference. between says Rabbi the says Torah. He both of them are Torah. It does not make a difference how you read in the Torah. If you read it as machalas or machalas, both of them are Yote You're Yote completely. But there's something behind this question. He's missing something. Machalas is also the name of a shaga. It's the name of a demon. What does this demon do? This demon is in charge of the clock of Simcha in the wrong way. Somebody is misamech in the wrong way. There's Lilith and Machlas. willis is in charge of sadness, making a person upset, of Yeush of getting you upset about certain things you've done, and say, forget it, you're never going to come back, you're going to be a rush for the rest of your life. Machlas is all about Simcha in the wrong way. Causing yourself to be beyond happy, but for the wrong reasons. In the wrong different, in the wrong different ways. The Gemara says, if you're meshamish mitaso be'ito, if you're together, if one is together with one's wife in the proper time, you weaken the koach of machalas. The simchan bald is obvious. It happens to be toe to, be's ayin tov, is the same gematria as machalas. It happens to be the same gematria as it all together. But there's something behind this. What's the deal behind this? What's the deal behind this? Okay. So, this is based on the Nitzuts Shimshim, Roshimshim shim shim Master polio, but it goes a little bit further. It's a Pasik in Mishle, P- uh, Kohelos, I'm sorry. Zion, Tes Zion. Everybody remembers it. Shlomo Melch says, Al tihit Sadik It's a famous line that everybody says in Yeshiva, Al tihit Sadik don't be too big of a Tzadik. The next passage says, Al Tehir Sadik don't be too big of a Rasha. But this one they forget. It's usually the first one, Al tihit Sadik don't be too big of a Tzadik. Listen, you have certain responses, you do certain things, but don't be too big of a Tzadik. What does that mean? So the Metsudah's David says, don't answer on yourself something that the Torah montes. The Torah masters it for you. Don't answer it. There's no reason to aser it. There's no reason to have that answer. But the Ibn Ezra says, don't become a monk. This is the exact same thing. Don't become a monk. Your life is not about monkish pursuits. It says Ibn Ezra exactly this. Adam has the monks. Adam has the monks. But us... We don't have that idea. The monks are not for us. I'm sorry. There were people that lived at Dumi's? Is that what they were called? Samahomet okay. Baba Basra mentions a bunch of Jews after the Korban Bias that would not eat meat, they wouldn't drink wine. Yes. They wouldn't eat meat, they wouldn't drink wine. And Rabbi Yochamazaki said, Stop it. this is not the norm. And they say, eh, It was so weird. It was an unbelievable kind. of. Rabbi Yochamazaki said to them, Why won't you eat meat? He said, Because of the Korbanos. Why won't you drink wine? Because of the libations. Then don't eat bread. Can't eat bread because of the Lakhma Don't drink water. Because you're going to have a problem with water because it was Nisa Chamaim. You can't do anything. So you can only do what Chazal told us to do. And that is putting the ashes on your forehead by a chosan at his wedding. You can have the ama by ama, the little ama by ama that you have by your house to remind yourself of the Choram Bayez Rishon, Choram Bayez, the Choram I should say all together. Not drinking, not having music playing while you're together, while you're eating something that's mentioned by Chazal. You only have those things that are mentioned. Don't go any further than what Chazal mentioned. That's to eat, Don't go beyond the norm. Here's Asa. Esav married machalots. Esav had Simcha in the wrong way. You know why he had Simcha in the wrong way? He threw himself into his learning. But he went too far. And he asserted upon himself certain things that should be mutter. He was an extremist, Esav. We can understand that. He was an extremist. But he didn't allow himself to stop somewhere. He went too far. This might be a little bit different, different from what we were saying before, but it's the same idea. He went too far. He wanted to take meister off of Melech and Tether. He wanted to take meister off everything. Let me take meister off of salt. Even off salt, I'm willing to take meister off of. What does that do to a person? It makes you so happy, but you're happy for the wrong reasons. You want yourself to be a big tzaddik. You want people to look at you and say, look at what a tzaddik that guy is. Wow, that guy looks like such a big Talmud Harkom. I wish I could be like that guy. But he's doing it for the wrong reasons. That's machos. That's what you're bringing upon yourself. His question, when he asked, should I take Maiser off Melech and Tevin? was to bring about the spirit of machos within, ya- within Yitzhak within to make Yitzchok Avinu think, I should also be taking that off. To start ossering upon himself things that were mutter. To start doing crazy things that are not mentioned in Judaism. I should also start doing it. To bring the klip of machla into Yitzchok To bring this idea of being just crazy. Just do crazy things. Do everything for God. Be, be so happy for the wrong reasons. Do that. Bring that klip of machla into Kala Yisrael. Have him be overwhelmed and eventually forget about everything. Here's the crazy part. And this is Nitzut Dishimshin's point. You take Meiser off Melech and Tevin. Listen to this. Take Meiser off Melech. Mem is 40. So you take Meiser off it. Minus 4 is 36. Lamed is 30. Take Meiser off it. 3. 30 minus 3 is 27. So right now you got 36 plus 27. Ches, can't do anything with it. You add on 8. That's 71 altogether. 71. Keep that in your head. That's 71. Tevin. top is 400. Subtract 40. You get to 360. Base 2, you don't do anything with that. 362. Nun, 50 minus 5. So that's 45. So what do we have? We have 362 plus 45. Anyone want to do the quick math? 400 and? 407. 407. 407. 71? 407 plus 71? 478. 478. 407 plus 71, 478. Gamachir of Machalas. If you take the Miser off, Melech and Tevin, you come out to Machalas. That's what you bring out, says the Nutzter But the shot behind it is what you're trying to do by doing crazy things, by saying to yourself, I'm going to do even more than that. I'm not just going to bench on food. I ain't going to make. I'm going to read the entire parsha on top of food. I'm going to do all the parsha. You go crazy. You'll go crazy. Sure, at first you're going to have this crazy call, Look at me. I'm doing everything. I'm able to do everything in the world. But you'll wear yourself out. You're going to go crazy. You're going to go too nuts. But that's what Yisav wanted, and Yisav did wear himself out. He wore himself out. He became way off. And perhaps that connects back to the adashim. Now we're going to have a little crazy part. I had this epiphany this week, and I'm like, there has to be something here. Adashim is too close to the name Esau to be off. Too close. Adash and Esau being too off. There's something wrong with it. There's something there. There's something going on here. So I looked it up. I decided, you know what? I'm going to look up. Where does adashim appear in the Torah? Where does adashim appear in the Torah? The word adashim. As in lentils. Where does it appear in the Torah? I wanted to figure out what's shot behind a lentil bean. I'm sorry? Only four times. Four times. One is here. Two of them are in Shmuel, Shmuel Beis. One is in Yud Zayin Chav Ches and Chav Gimel Yud Ches. The other one is in Yechaz Dalatas. In Yechaz Dalatas and in Shmuel Beis, Yud Zayin, Yud Ches, in both those places, it mentions within the posik where it says Adashim, it says Seorin, barley. In the other place, Chav Gimel Yud Ches, it mentions the word that there were stacks of Adashim. And in Yaman, the entire the exact posik it says instead of the word Adoshem, it says Seorin. There's some connection here between Adashim and Saor. Saor is like Seir, as in Esav. There's something there. So what's the connection between Adashim, lentil beans, these lentils, and Esav? Some connection to Esav. What did he have? What are Adashim ever mentioned for anywhere else in the Torah? Nothing. It's not mentioned anywhere else. So what's the idea behind it? So here's my idea. Avelus. That's why you made the lentils, right? Rashi says because lentils are round, Lentils are round, and half Dino you know, had died on that day, and you make them for Avelis. Who in the world makes lentils for Avelis? Who does that? What do you do for Avelis nowadays? Eggs. Started. That's what you do. Lentils? I don't know. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you make eggs. That's what everybody does. Everybody makes eggs, because they're round. So why was he making eggs? That's what we do on, on Pesach. We have the the egg is the Zechelachorban, the Zechelachagigah. I mean, that makes sense. So why is he making lentils? What's the point of yeah, the lentils? I have an idea. I'm not positive this is correct. And I couldn't find a raya for it, but I, wasn't, I, I, I looked up and I had, I, you have to go on one of these computer things and just scan it through. I have a feeling that Adashim was not human consumption, that the lentil beans that he was making was not for the people. It was for the animals. So Orin, barley, is animal food, while wheat is human food. Adashim may be the animal form of Abelus. Then instead of eating something different, they eat Adushan. And the human food is eggs. Yacolidim wasn't making food for people. He's making food for animals. He's making the food for the animals to be able to feed the animals on the day of Abelus where they were feeding for the idea of Abelus when Avramino had passed away. That means it represents Gashmius. It represents Behemoth. Now it makes sense. Oh, Esau coming in, Halitayinah. let me swallow up. It's, it's just Treat me like an animal. Just pour it into me. Just pour it in like a trough. Just make it like an animal. I just want to eat it. I just want to grab it. That was perfect for Esau. He was all into Gashmias. If he adds on the koch of Gashmias and he goes with Esau and Yeshmal, and they get together, Yeshmal, by the way, is the gematria, unizid adoshim. Unizid d'oshim is the of Yishmael and the Nun Kokos atuma, The 50 Kokos atuma that are out there. It's Yishmael and the 50 Kokos Atuma. I, 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 I looked it up. I, didn't, I said in the beginning, I said, I want to see if Nizida d'oshim is Yishmael. It was off by a Nun. Unizida d'oshim, And it has to be the 50 Kokos atuma. It's 451, 501 altogether. Thus, by connecting with the Nizida d'oshim and realizing that he had to bring himself back to Yishmael, he made a double ghost the Gullus of Edom, which becomes the Gullus of Yishmael, which at the end of days is supposed to be the Gullus of Yishmael. He created a Gullus at the end of the Parsha. All from the idea of this Nezidah Dashem that he took in the beginning, but all from the idea of him taking the Melech and the Tevin and taking it off at Meister and going in and doing his whole idea of the Shiloh, doing these crazy things in Goliath And he made an unbelievable Gullus for it that has lasted for 2,000 years and hopefully it will end tomorrow. But it, just, it hasn't ended yet. An unbelievable 2,000 year goals, A double ghost, With Esav and Yishmael coming up against us. With Esav trying to kill us. And even when Esav's not trying to kill us, it's Yishmael trying to kill us. An unbelievable gulahs. That was the power of Esav in this week's Parsha. Of what he was able to do. When I said at the end of the day, and I said this last year, who says Rivka was right? Ritka might say Rivka She's got to say, at the end of the day, Rivka Paskin, we go with the halacha. Rivka Paskin. The way Rivka's plan has worked out, We've lost a Mishkan, two Bakhtimikdashos, we've had 2,000 years of Gullahs, five Gullahs, by the way. We've been in Gullahs in Metraim, in Bovel, Yovan, and maldai and, not necessarily in that order, in Edom, with the Ishmael at the very end. This is our plan, and it's been almost a year 6,000 in Ritka's plan. What would have happened if, y- if Yitzhak would have given the Bruxelles to Asaph? Yeah, Could it be back, worse? That comes back from the first day of the That was all... Could it have been worse if Asaph would, Asa would have gotten the Bruxelles? What would have happened? How could it be worse? Ten gullies? Is that, that would have happened? I mean, How could it be worse? Just think about it this way. If Yitzchak would have gone through with the plan, what would have happened? Maybe it just... Maybe Meshach would have come earlier. Then you have a whole plan. Then you have a whole idea. Okay, so now you have to wonder. So, yes, Rivka Paskind, and is the Halakha LaMaisa, that Esau is not involved. Esau cannot be involved. Otherwise, we have to take on the tsaros of all ghosts, all exiles from then on. So I said, just think about it. What would it have been? You can't say that Yitzchok was wrong. It's yeah. Yitzchuk, you know, had a shot here. He had an idea, and he had Ruach HaKodesh. He had an unbelievable amount of Ruach HaKodesh. So, what was his idea? What was his plan? What would have happened? But Rivka said, The curse is going to be on me. It's on me, said Rivka. I know it's going to be bad, and you're going to be cursed, and there's going to be horrible things that happen to you. I'll take it. Two thousand years of goals, you can't say he wasn't. He wasn't cursed by Yitzchak He was given the bracha by Yitzchak He kept the bracha by Yitzchak because Yitzchak couldn't do anything about it. but he was cursed in a way that we have goals. We have the five goalies because of it. Yes, Avinu was promised that there was going to be goals. but say it got pushed off, right? Because everything laid it on and we only had 86 years of goals in the end of Avodah and everything with Ka Kodesh. how did she take on She had that Nebuah no, no. How? You're saying she? How, how she knew? I'm saying how? did, how did she? How was she oh, the one carrying it? I, we don't understand these things. It's oh, really? beyond this world. It. No, it's beyond these worlds. It's it. Rivka who, it. who took on herself. It's Rivka who took on herself the tzaddis of our goals. We don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. The same way the Rokol mm-hmm. Mevaka The same way the Yitzchak saved us from all this. That's the idea behind it. But that's how we'll stop. We'll stop with that. Have a good job, everyone.